Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. All right. Good morning, Derek. Hey, Tucker. What's up? We are... At it again. People don't know this, but we've been off for a couple weeks. We have. I've been out of the country um, traveling, and then and then I got back yesterday. And Searching I had to, brands of Europe. Exactly. What does European That's branding I, look like? It was actually a professional trip. I went for recon work, but um, no, just vacation and whatnot. It was good. But, you know, when you get back from vacation and you're like, oh, my God, look at all these emails that you got to answer because you're gone. Well, instead of that, I'm going to have a conversation with you about developing a brand or amplifying a brand. This is a conversation that we have a lot with our clients right at the beginning when we get into a more consultative space because they're unsure of what they need, what they want, how does this all work, what's going on. Um, well, they've identified something's, they've, they've already identified something needs to change. They wouldn't have called us in the first place if everything was, if they were see you know realizing the success that they had set out to achieve something's off so they've come to us and and then they've identified i mean there are 10 different aspects of a business that they're running and they've identified their brand as one of those aspects that could be helping them in whatever it is if it's a lack of sales or a lack of growth or a lack of penetration of new markets so we then we start that conversation. So I jumped in, you know, on where you were probably yeah. heading to the next point. So when people come to us and they've identified that their brand might not be as up to par that they want it to be, it's the first conversation we have is, okay, are we trying to develop it or redevelop it, develop it, or amplify it? And that's where we turn to this conversation going, well, what does that even mean? What, why, why would we even talk about developing a brand versus amplifying a brand? And for our process, what's the difference? So we're going to get into that today. Yep. And this is totally top of mind. We're talking with a, an entity right now about this exact conversation. So for us, this is super fresh. We're, this is something we're actually in conversations with right now where we're trying to help this organization be as successful as possible and help them answer that question. Is it the brand? Is it the brand that needs to be tweaked, refined? Is our story being told? Or are we just needing to find better ways to tell that story? When we look at a project and we say, well, what kind of project is it? That first step of picking one of these routes, that changes the way that we look at that process, right? So if we're developing, and we'll get into this, there's a different stepped process versus amplifying, which has a very different mindset to it. Yep. So let's just get into it. Developing a brand or redeveloping a brand. That, that's how I identify it. How about you talk a little bit about when someone would need to develop or redevelop their brand? At a really high level to try to I was thinking about this conversation, like how can I describe development in a word and how can I describe this activation or amplification in a word? And what I'm coming down to is development is strategy. It's strategic. It's strategically looking at your brand versus the amplification and the activation becomes tactical. The tactics that you choose to amplify and activate your brand 
you're strategic in making yeah. those decisions. So yeah. I don't want to be confusing the word strategy <laughs> gets thrown around a variety of different ways. Yeah. But development becomes foundational and amplification becomes about spreading the word, penetrating markets, telling the story. Or another way to say it is development is building and crafting your brand story and amplification is then telling it. Yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it. I, I think about developing as in looking at the DNA of a brand. The, the foundation, like you said, is to say, what where are we as, who are we, why are we here? All these great big questions that people roll their eyes at sometimes that really help us understand the brand as a core piece. And then amplification is, like you said, spreading the word, making sure that all of those core pieces get overlaid across all the organizations, whether that's in HR, whether that's in marketing, leadership, how do we take this and apply it or what we say amplify it yep. across everything, all the channels, all the touch points, all the experiences that you can provide to employees and customers and partners and all those great things. That's the amplification process. When I think of developing or redeveloping and someone goes, well, we're not sure which one we want to do. Do we want to do we want to do a redevelopment of our brand or do we just want to take what's currently there and amplify it and spread it across? And I would say, let's talk about what's happened to your organization in the last year or so. Has there been any really large change? Is there anything that's different? Is there any kind of new direction happening? When we start seeing those clear changes, when you have a pivot point, and maybe you have a new leadership team or maybe you have a different way of approaching your product. Product launch. Exactly. And you have these a merger. big differences and you start seeing a change. That's where we typically have an opportunity to redevelop a brand. Kind of bring it back down and go, okay, are we the same company that we've always been? And if we aren't, how are we similar or how have we changed to then change our brand to match that? So that what you're talking about is a pause. Like let's, as part of this conversation before we would make a recommendation, yep. there's a pause. Most, most of the time, or I shouldn't say, well, yeah, maybe most of the time, our conversations with clients that they've initiated start with tactics. Oftentimes they say, we need whatever. Yeah, We need a trade show booth because we've got a trade show and a convention coming up. We need a better website. Um, we need new swag, whatever yeah, it is. Whatever. I mean, the, the list yeah. of the ways that a brand gets rolled out and gets tactical and tangible is, is infinite. But part of that pause is at least to have a conversation to say, for those tactics and for that amplification to be successful, we want to make sure your brand is really strong. Yeah. If we take apart, let's say the website, let's just kind of narrow in on Which that is a tactic. very common one. Super yep. tactic. I, I think that website's easy for people to see, right? It's your digital front door. It's what everybody looks at. It's every single piece of your online presence probably goes through your website. Would be a, a good guess. And so a lot of people look at their website and almost everybody hates their own website. <laughs> um, it's a pretty common thing for someone in a marketing department to look at their website and be like, God, this sucks. Um, so super, super normal, right? It happens all the time. And so they come to us and say, 
I need a new website. And our first, my, or at least my first thought is, why do you need a new website? And then if they go, well, because ours is dated and X, Y, and Z. And if we were to just go in and redo the website and not address bigger changes that have happened deeper down in that brand, that website will probably be irrelevant in a shorter amount of time than if we were to look back deeper and go, what are the bigger pieces? What is the larger change that has happened? And how can we make that change internally, then address the website so it lasts way longer? Yep. If, if, if a company goes the route that you just described, which is very common, the changes that they make to that website end up being tactical. Yeah. Maybe it's improvement in technology. Maybe it's a better WordPress plugin or an e-commerce application. Sometimes it's just cosmetic. Or, or it's verbal, right? Yeah. We have a lot of people that go, I hate my website. And we go, why do you hate your website? It's a great looking website. And they're like, well, it just says this and it says that. And it's a, so you don't like your messaging. And then they go, yeah, we don't like our messaging. Okay, well, let's talk about that a little bit. And then you dig a little bit deeper. And it turns out that the website is not a problem at all. And what the real problem is, is that the way that they're speaking doesn't match the products or the change in direction that they have. And it makes them uncomfortable. So when we really see websites as the first tactic on this list is that's an amplification piece, but that's something that people identify as amplification. It's really a development that needs to go back and go, okay, why, what's wrong with our brand if we can't have a good website? Because it's not that hard. We're talking with another organization right now that I think we're about to ready to kind of take the next step with Yeah, that we've, we've had this exact conversation with them and it started exactly like this we need a better website and so we asked you know tucker you have a it's like the seven whys it's <laughs> ask why till it hurts and we'll do we'll do a whole podcast on, yeah that's my favorite you love uh, the pain of I asking love why pain, yeah i like people seeing blood vessels <laughs> in their forehead and we and so we asked them why yeah. why do you need a new website well because it doesn't tell our story yeah which that was about the third why but we got to well then what is your story? Yeah. And they said, well, I'm not sure, but this website's not telling it. And so because they don't know their story, they know some pieces and parts of it. That's a big flag that says, okay, then it's time for us to look at brand development. Yep. By brand development, I don't mean we need to design a new logo. Yeah. We need to look at the step of the first step of a branding of a brand development process that makes sure that we're putting that foundation in place for success to understand what the brand strategy is figure out how we can move forward and then understand what pieces stay and what people pieces go so when we do a redevelopment and i know we're spending a lot of time on development but if we do a brand redevelopment, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're scrapping everything. Mm-mm. We do a lot of brand redevelopments where we go, oh, don't don't lose that. That's perfect as is. That matches the strategy that we have. So it's a little dangerous to go into a redevelopment and say, throw everything away, move forward and whatnot. Usually we would do the strategy and then we'd audit the brand as is and go, okay, what needs to stay and what needs to go? Based yep. on everything we've talked about, based on everything, all the consumer insert, insights we have, everything that we've gathered, what needs to stay and what needs to go, then we can move forward. So that being said, let's say the brand is solid. The core piece is perfect. How how does that match what we do versus looking at the brand and trying to analyze it and trying to destroy it or 
change it or whatever, what do we do if it's like, wow, this is just a great brand. It's just not being used or being displayed properly. And this happens all the time. Somebody's analogy was the brand development. If you're thinking about a football analogy is you've just charged all the way down the entire football field and now you're stuck at the two yard line and the brand's developed and it looks great and it sounds great, but then you just don't do anything with it. You stop there. You're literally two yards short of a touchdown. Yeah, you got to punch it in. You got to get it through that. You got to get it across that line. So there's a variety of ways that we help organizations or that anybody that does what we do in the branding space helps somebody amplify their brand, activate. People would say amplify, launch, activate. This is where marketing and advertising, um, I think, come into play for the way that most people think about this. But for us, it's determining, first and foremost, what's what's the goal? Yeah, absolutely. What's What's the problem? What's the opportunity? What's the goal? Yeah, we we normally take an approach to go who's it for? What's it what's the goal here and when does it need to when does it need to be accomplished? And if we can start putting the parameters in there to go okay, for it's for this audience because it's this, here's the problem and here's what we really really want to get out of this. And that starts helping us shape what either a project or a campaign or whatever it could be, that's all amplification. And the way that it changes is that we take that core strategy that's already in place. We take the brand, we take all the assets, we take the strategy from the brand and we go, okay, if we have this problem to this audience, how are we going to solve it using this basket, this bucket of assets that we're already given? And how can we push this brand farther? So I think a lot of people get into branding and go, okay, well, you have this brand, now you just you just apply it to everything. And I think the approach that we're taking on a lot of these amplification pro- projects are how can we evolve the brand? How can we take that bucket of assets? How can we take that strategy? And how can we evolve it so that it meets that specific audience's challenge so that it's not the same brand for a decade? It, it over time becomes what it needs to be for each audience. The beauty of getting the brand in a good place first is that brand can be strong for a decade, for, for years and years and years. The amplification and activation components, because they're tactical, they can change and pivot and you can adjust them as the market changes. When you determine what's been successful and what efforts haven't, you can fine tune those. Marty Newmeyer said that says that branding creates and delivers value, but the activation and the amplification is what communicates that value. Basically, we're helping, the the amplification stage is where we help people buy or choose you. Kind of. I I would say that that's a good way of looking at it. I would almost argue the, the communication is perfect, where you say, let's build this thing, but it's like almost let's make it touchable for everybody else. When we create a brand, it is nothing if we don't amplify it, really. I mean, it means nothing. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't have the the legs. It doesn't move anywhere. It doesn't actually touch. It's like audiences. it's just hiding in a closet. Exactly. It's this star that no one can grab. And the branding process 
is really important for development, but without amplification, it really makes no difference because then we're not actually using that really deep, rich brand to build out impactful needle moving pieces. We had a company that we were working with specifically on this amplification piece. And <laughs> when our recommendation, the, the, it was a fun conversation. Well, it was an interesting conversation. Fun. I don't think it was fun for them, but it's like, well, there's good news and bad news. The, the good news is you've got a great brand. The bad news is nobody knows you exist. Yeah. So or, the good news is nobody knows you exist. You have an incredible, and you're already doing pretty well. Now, if we can just lean into this amplification piece, nothing but good things should happen. The other, the flip side of that is good news is you have a great brand. Bad news is you've applied it terribly across yeah. all your channels. Yeah. Or you've taken that and not actually really listened to the strategy that you put in place. Uh, a lot of people go to agencies just like ours, build a fen phenomenal brand, and then go, you know what, I'll just take, I have a marketing team, we'll just take it and we'll move forward. And that's totally acceptable, right? People do it all the time. We work with large organizations that take a brand and they go, well, I have a huge marketing department, I'm going to do this. And instead of having guidance using that brand, they just go, I'm going to use it as I see fit. But along the way, someone's used it improperly, which then totally changes how it gets so seen. How does somebody, what are a couple of examples that we've run across where people are I'm just going to say marketing their brand improperly. What are some common misses? Some common misses when we look at the, where people see the strategy and they use it differently is when, and we see, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to, you know, sure. rock any boats, but we've had, we've come into marketing organizations where the CMO or the CEO has determined that they enjoy um, someone else's marketing campaigns. And right. they say, wow, that, they do a really great job. Let's just do that. Yep. Let's do that. Instead of looking at what your brand is, what your brand needs to be for audiences, you look at a different brand, maybe a competitor that's doing it and you say, they did a great job. Why don't we just do what they did? And then that gets that. that's where you see this flip where it's like you're ignoring what your audience really wants and who you really are to just try to match the other competition. Another one that we've come across is missing where their audience is either accidentally or sometimes even i would say semi-intentionally where we have one customer who used to advertise with a professional sports organization yeah. that was 99 percent elderly male with a 99 percent elderly male audience and all of our consumer insights and all of the research that we had done said that the, the audience for this specific organization was predominantly, let's say, 40-year-old women. Yeah. Well, those 40-year-old women aren't attending or going to or watching those games, mm -hmm. but the owner of the organization was a huge fan of this yeah. sports team. Yeah. And this owner loved seeing their ads at those games, and he yeah. loved the corporate sponsorship, and he loved the relationship but it wasn't making any traction or any headway into who their actual target market was and where their target market lived and moved and you know interacted. We see this a lot. I think when you come back, if you were to put a label on where does amplification of a brand fall short 
and that's my label for that is pur- purpose over preference or they have had preference over purpose. Yep. They have sat there and said, well, I would like it to see it like this. So I want to do it like this. I listen period. to this radio station. Yeah. I like this hockey team. They just put the blinders on and yep. they say, that's what I want. So let's let's do that and that's going to work. Whereas the people that we've worked with that have done a great job. I mean, some people have just taken this brand and and they say, okay, we need you to develop it or redevelop it. And then we'll take the we'll take the reins. And that's happens all the time. And there's some people that do an amazing job with it. And it's like, wow, you guys have really taken our work and taken it and done tenfold. What could it be done? Because you guys have just done so much purposeful work with this core piece of the brand. And I think their mindset is I am not the audience. So I need to figure out what the audience wants. And I need to make sure that I'm in the places the audience is instead of being where I want to be. And that's a totally different mindset for a CMO if they can take themselves completely out of the equation. And I think a lot of it is there's a, uh, there's some gut in there. There's some gut reaction yep. where they make gut decisions and it works out really well. But there's a lot of times where that gut decision's not going to be right. And it would be way more helpful to get data on it or to figure out how we can f- find that right piece that communicates properly how to be strategic about it yeah thoughtful purposeful doing taking the step in a in a strategic phase of simply identifying who your customers are and profiling them i think we talked about profiling in a previous episode yeah and figuring out who the i don't know three four primary audience members are for you and your brand is a step that i think sometimes we take people take for granted and just they just shift to telling their story instead of making sure that the story they're telling is engaging to those four audience customer members yeah and so when you're looking at and some cmos or directors of marketing would like this example but when you're looking at communication strategies across your marketing you would look at it and say, how do I take this core brand strategy and overlay it on top of that communication strategy mm-hmm. and take almost take word for word. Some of the most successful things that we've had is people looking at their brand, the core pieces of their brand and just taking the messaging from that and just overlaying it on their communication strategies, even if it's internal to say, hey, this is how we're going to talk to them. Now I need writers to go and say that in a different way. That's really easy way to do it and to take yourself out of the equation just for a second to see if it balances. Well, we shouldn't, you just said the word internal. We, we should not direct people that this conversation is only about your consumer yeah. or your customer or a retail type of uh, transaction. The visitors of your website, as that example that we were talking about, are also prospective employees. Absolutely. I I think a lot of people seem to struggle with this idea that their brand is only for their consumers. And I think that we run into this a lot with um, sports organizations where they're like all in on the fans, right? Professional sports organizations, they're all in on the fans. Like our website has to be all in on the fans. And it's like, yeah, but you know, players see that. And and employees see that and partners see that. And we have a lot of audiences here that aren't your fans. And so if you put that in a different, like a B2B setting, it's like your customers aren't the only people going to your website. If you want great people working for you, they're going to check out your website. 
And that website needs to speak to them just as much as it speaks to a consumer. And part of that amplification piece, once that brand has been developed, once the story's been developed, once the the strategy, the the way that the culture has been developed, that amplification is just as important internally. How does it communicated? How do you nurture it? How do you continue to reinforce that to the people that are on your team along with those prospective employees? So the brand's the foundation for more than just retail transactions. Yep. And if you think about the brand development or redevelopment, that's crafting the story. And then what you said is the amplification of a brand is telling that story to specific audiences. And where people find the most success is understanding that their audiences are broader, are more, are more diverse than they thought they were. It's figuring out the audiences, figuring out where they are, and then messaging to them specifically in those places. It's, it's getting the right messaging to the right people at the right time. Yeah. So... That's a lot there. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about how long this takes. Because I think that's a big question people have. It's like, God, so we're going to have to redevelop our brand. Like, How long is it going to take to do that and then actually amplify it? Talk a little bit about timing. I know it totally shifts based on what your problems are. What do we need to do? But let's put people at ease a little bit with what this is. Um, it's a good question. And of course, the first way we answer this is, well, it depends. Yeah, that's my favorite um, answer. It depends. It varies. Um, it's custom. Let's, let's use the example of a brand that's determined that it needs to be refined and totally redeveloped. And then, um, and, th- and what is that? How long does that process take, which then sets the stage for the amplification? And I'm, I would arrange that in the six to nine months range. Yeah, like you said, depends based on naming, based on everything else. Just full clarity here. If we have to name a brand from start, that adds a good month or so onto the process. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that go into play. It depends on if you're a national brand, international brand. Depends on all those things based on trademarking and all of that. And so if we're looking at that, if you said six to nine months generally... Um, for a development process, amplification is different because that's an ongoing thing, right? right? You constantly amplify. You're constantly evolving. You're constantly figuring out how to better market, how to better communicate to all these different audiences. When we work with a client, we had a, a brand that launched earlier this year, Game One. Awesome people over there. Game One Sports. Yeah. Shout out. Um, yep. They do a great job at the amplification process because the way that they look at it is we developed their brand. It took about 11 months to do the whole thing. Which because it was a little bit more complex, there were some complexities and it was um, the more comprehensive side because it 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 required a a new name. Very comprehensive, new name, national brand. Sporting goods is generally a tricky naming Mm -hmm. and we can get into that in a different conversation, but there's some nuances there with legalities and whatnot. Took 11 months to do that first part. And then the second part was we we did the whole amplification process in probably three months maybe to do all the, all the key touch points. We call that the minimum viable product touch points. How can we just apply this in the minimum possible way just to get it out launched because they were just launching this company. That took about three months, I would say. And then... Um, and they're doing a great job now because they're they're looking at it as a, a version two. 
Now they're mm-hmm. like, okay, we put out our minimum viable product. We put out all of our key brochures to our salespeople and we website. did our website and did yep. all this stuff. And now they're looking at it. And as we're talking, it's been about six, five, six months since those have been launched. And they're looking at it now and going, you know what? How do we be better? How do we evolve this now? How do we do version two? M- move that minimum viable, pro- viable product to the next level because our audiences will never be satisfied. They right. understand that this is a this is not a one and done game. This is a constant competition with themselves to move forward. And so how that takes is like I said we did 3 3 months to do a minimum viable product on amplification, but really it's an ongoing thing. It's uh how do we assess these things? How do we do better? Then we got into audits like we're now in the auditing stage of going now let's look back at the last 6 months. Let's audit everything and say how can we do that better? How what's can we working? do yeah what's what's, not? what's working really well from a marketing standpoint on their website and from a recruiting standpoint on their website and what's not and why is it not and then how do we make it better how do we push the brand to be better than it has been and if if you have that mindset there's really nothing you can do wrong because if you're looking at your brand in a critical sense all the time hey six months ago we did this but we're not perfect so what did we do wrong what could we do better and how do we be a better brand for our audiences moving forward? Then it's kind of cake. I mean, you're then you're living in like a great spot. We had an awesome conversation with the head of their marketing team and she's been, she, she made the comment that this whole activation amplification marketing component of what she's leading her internal team to do that we help them with on some of the pieces yeah has been incredibly easier than it has been in other organizations that she's worked because the development of the brand was done so strategically and the story was created so well for them that they're not guessing or reinventing or questioning their audience, the strategy, their competition, their name, their messaging, their core story, their identity. Yeah. Now it's just how do we... How do we get in front of those people and be um, distinctive and differentiated and continue to push ourselves so that you know our marketing system grows? But they're, they don't have to reevaluate their brand. The, the branding for them shouldn't have to be readdressed for years. The process that we take with developing a brand, the reason why it takes 11 months is because there's a lot of detail that goes into it. When we give someone a brand book, that's a 80-page thing. It has rationales for everything. They're, and it's almost all story-based. I know a lot of brand books that they get into like the nuances of photography and the nuances of graphics and creative. the nuances of creative. But those nuances don't really help someone in HR making recruiting decisions. That, those don't really help people in other departments really make... I mean, there's a difference between a brand book and a style guide. That's the difference between a brand and a logo. Yeah. A logo needs a style guide, color, fonts, usage. A brand book illustrates how you live the brand. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what is our story and how do I use that story to better build this company the way it needs to be? And I think that where people run into trouble is when they've worked with people or they've done it in-house where they've focused their brand on the nuances of creative. And it's not about that. It's more about the story. It's the nuances of the story. And how do we build a story that 
is being able to be told in a million different ways, but still that core same story. That's where you find success. So closing thoughts, if, if an organization is identifying that they think they could be doing better in their market, whether that's recruiting or selling or growing, and they're looking at their brand as one of the aspects of their organization that they think could help them do better. And they're thinking about, should I be redeveloping my brand or should I just be doing a better amplification? Better amplification? Yeah. What are a couple of points of um, recommendations or advice that we might give them? My first recommendation is to ask why seven times. Um, and we're going to do a whole podcast episode about the seven whys. I'm already in pain. Yeah, and that's super exciting. But ask why seven times. If you don't like your website, ask why seven times until you get something that's bigger than just, I just don't like the way that looks. If you can get there, then that means there probably is something in the development of your brand or the redevelopment. There might be a couple of holes. We don't call them, it's not broken, but there might be a few holes that might need to be patched that make that a little bit more solid. Blind spot. If you can get through the seven whys and your answers are still really tactical, then I would say that you're in a good spot with your brand. You know your story. You know what this is. If you, if, if you're one of your answers to one of those whys is, well, we're just not telling our story. Our story is X and we're not telling it. Then that means you just need to relook at how you amplify your brand. Because you have a story, you have a, you have a story that you feel is really strong and all you need to do is tell it in another way. Um, if you can't get down to that story, then you probably have something that's wrong or you say, well, our audiences have changed and our story is this and it's just not impactful. If it's just not an impactful story, then you might need to be re redeveloping it. Well said. Um, if anybody listening has a topic around branding that you would like us to have a conversation about, please shoot yeah. us a message and let us know. We'd be yeah. happy to take it on. Love when people have questions because, um, you know, Derek and I just sit here and think about what people want. It is actually really helpful when someone says, hey, would you guys talk about this? And we go, absolutely. So feel free. Yep. So let us know. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more on Susner, visit susner.com. Susner.